0: Joining us now, CBS News military analyst Jeff McCausland. Jeff, good morning. Appreciate the time. Chris, good morning to you, sir. Uh, we know about the three U.S. troops that were killed earlier this week in that drone attack along the border between Syria and Jordan. A lot's been made, Jeff, about the, what the response is going to be from the U.S. What do you believe the options are for President Biden?
1: Well, the options, I think, are based on two things. One, intensity, and second, geography. Intensity described in terms, obviously, the number of aircraft involved, number of targets. Is it a single-day campaign, a multi-day campaign? And that'll be one measurement. The Second is, of course, geography, and that's probably more important in terms of chances and possibilities of escalation. <clears throat> the most uh, least uh, escalatory would be to do strikes back into Syria. That's where this attack emanated from. That particular region of eastern Syria is loosely controlled by Kurdish groups that we support in ongoing operations, and that's what the folks at Tower 22 are doing to eliminate the last vestiges of ISIS. You could also strike them back into Iraq. That's where this group, Atab Hitzballah, who we believe is responsible for these attacks, emanates from. These are iraqi Shia militia groups backed by, by Iran. But that has continued to strain relations with the Iraqi government to the point that we are now conducting negotiations with the Iraqis even prior to these attacks about removing all U.S. forces, about 2,500, from Iraq. And, of course, the most escalatory of all, strike the territory of Iran itself. Uh, that would also send a message to them, of course. And they do back these groups, but they don't direct them. They provide them military hardware and the like. They don't necessarily mean that they ordered them to commit this specific attack. That could threaten wider escalation. Iranians could respond missile strikes of their own with great range. They could try to shut down the Straits of Hormuz, drive up the price of oil, or escalate the ongoing war there in the Gaza Strip through Hezbollah instead of Lebanon the Houthis down in Yemen. Now, the United States could also try to respond laterally against Iranian assets in the region. We know that they are elements of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard that are operating, providing weaponry, and the like in Syria, Iraq, elsewhere, and so we could strike out at them. We could try to seize, for example, this one ship we believe that's operating in the Red Sea, an Iranian ship, that's providing assistance to the Houthis. Or we could try to shut down or interrupt the flow of Iranian oil coming out of the Straits of Hormuz. The, uh, there are a variety of ways the United States can respond, but again, I think the level of intensity and the geography are the things to look
0: for. John? Thank you so much, Jeff, for talking to us this morning. I'm a veteran. I've spent a lot of time in the NAVCENT AOR, and all this going on, like you mentioned, with the Houthi rebels attacking shipping vessels in the Red Sea. Does it feel like the U.S. is getting drawn deeper into this conflict?
1: Yeah, unquestionably. There's no two ways about it. The Biden administration has been trying to thread a needle since this war began with Israel on the 7th of October. And that is, on the one hand, providing the Israelis support and assistance backing Israel, which caused us to be framed in that capacity across the Arab region as you know justifying the war in Gaza and what's happened in the Gaza Strip, while at the same time kind of not allowing an escalation to occur. And there's real worry, of course, now we got the Houthis firing. Missiles, again, even the past 24 hours, against commercial shipping operating in the Red Sea, as well as U.S. naval vessels. Though so none yet have been struck. We've got Hamas in southern Lebanon still firing uh, missiles and artillery in the northern Israel, point of escalation. And then, of course, the ongoing attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. And sadly, you know, Chris, this tragedy at Tower 22, in some ways, is not surprising. Our forces have been hit in Iraq and Syria since about the 17th of October, 160 times. And we've had a number of service members injured, none seriously except for a couple, but none killed until this point. But it was almost, you know, inevitable if those attacks continued that we would have someone seriously wounded or, in this case, sadly, someone killed in action.
0: CBS News military analyst Jeff McCallson. Jeff, thanks for the time today. I look forward to chatting again real soon.
1: Thanks, Chris.